Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. Every week, we discuss issues including gender and violence. Katya Malakova came to Massachusetts from Ukraine more than a decade ago and started the nonprofit Sunflowers of Peace in 2015 after Russia annexed Crimea. Since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, it has raised more than $2.5 million in relief funds to help people stranded there so far. The real estate agent and mother of a three- and six-year-old has friends and family in Ukraine. Between organizing donations, including medical supplies, she's also trying to help them, including a 14-year-old niece who got out, then wasn't allowed to board a plane by herself in Hungary. We asked Malakova how she's been able to raise so much. That conversation after this short break. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I have no idea. I think it would just went <laughs> viral. So you've got family that's still there, right? Yeah, all of them are. So all of them are there. But uh, uh, so my niece actually was able to get out. And um, my sister, they kind of left her at the train station because uh, of the, uh, you know, there, there were so many people. You probably see the photos. So she just uh, stand there. She just stood there for like about four or five hours and was able to get in inside. And uh, she went um, to uh, the border uh, <clears throat> to the border of Hungary. So um, there was. A, I'm a little tired because I actually was the whole night uh, trying to get her on the plane. But uh, people, unfortunately, uh, the airline company they refused to board her. And uh, it's like it was just another stress for my niece. But so I'm flying to Budapest uh, to pick her up. And then we fly and then we're going to fly back to Boston. This Mm -hmm. and you're a mom and you're accepting donations. What are you living on? Coffee? (laughs) You know, what? I think uh, I think it's just like such this such stress that uh, we all go through. Like many, many of us uh, like uh, and I'm just saying that majority of us uh, did not sleep the first week. Now it's just exhaustion, you know? So now we're just falling down. That's how we feel. But I mean, my my day started with uh, drinking <laughs> Pepsi. That's how, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that's how I started. Because I just, uh, you know, like I was just so sad and uh, I had to do something about my niece there. And there were volunteers involved. And, uh, and then I was just so tired and exhausted. I was like, and then I saw Pepsi, you know, on the counter <laughs> and took it and drank it. That was my breakfast. How, how old is your niece, if you don't mind my asking? Yeah, she's 14 years old. Wow, that's really long to, young to be traveling such a distance. She must be so scared. Uh, you know, she's, uh, <clears throat> that's kind of what I was trying to explain, airline. So they said that they didn't have a supervision assistant. And uh, I was trying to find ways of saying that the guy's... Uh, 
uh, you can find a passenger right now, just uh, any passenger. I bet like many passengers will be happy to help her out or to watch over her. Just do something, just let her go. And uh, she can be, she was supposed to be in Boston. They just said that we, we can't do that. And they said that she, the, for the past 11 days of her life, she's been uh, hiding in bomb shelters. She's been actually like, they've been eating food, uh, like uh, ration, you know, like uh, ration the food. Mm-hmm. She's been aware of the surroundings. She's been taught how to communicate safely with each other, what to say, what not to say. Uh, she has gone through like she was in a in an area with thousands of people to get in in the train so trust me she can do the plane she can she can make that happen but um it didn't unfortunately happen and her story is just one of so many uh talk to me right now about what kind of donations you are getting. I remember when you first when you first restarted this, I guess a couple of weeks ago, people were leaving medical supplies on your porch. What what's the operation looking like now? So we actually have a warehouse and the at this point we're no longer accepting uh, individual donations. Uh c- because there was uh, some stuff that we didn't expect to have and uh, we felt like um we're now spending lots of our volunteer resources on sorting that out and that we're not going to send because we are strictly sending medical supplies. But because of this whole, I think, uh, uh, movement uh, that people created, and I'm very grateful and thankful for them, actually many hospitals reached out. And uh, that's why that's why we're trying to make it very se- centralized, you know, right now help, very effective. But we also offered people to buy uh, stuff from Amazon because it's much easier for us to sort and it's exactly what we need. It's a tactical medical medicine. So it's something that has to do with saving lives. You know, it's tourniquets, it's bandages, it's um, uh, blood stopping medicine. It's uh, like a halo seal. It's called the, 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 it's, it's lots of wound care medicine. Things to stop people, things to stop people from bleeding, that kind of thing. Exactly. And uh, very, very like uh, uh, sophisticated first aid uh, treatment. So this is what we ask people to do to just really go to Amazon. If they re- if they still want to help and contribute, then Amazon is the best place to go uh, for for us personally. How often are you sending out shipments now and how are they getting out? So it's been, uh, what, 13 days of war, and we got two shipments, like large shipments. So we, uh, right now, we're also trying to recuperate and uh, to to make it even bigger, uh, to make an even bigger shipment. Right now, we're all in touch with hospitals in Ukraine and, in hospital, and with hospitals here in the U.S. And we have a, far, a team of pharmacists who are actually... Um, crossing out medicine, you know, like uh, where goes, like, like exactly what goes where and uh, what is uh, needed the most. So we're trying to make it um, in, a, again, like in a more effective way to help. Right. Katya, let me ask you, at this point, you said you don't need people to bring you things. People can buy things off of Amazon. Are you still taking cash donations to help you buy or to help get things shipped? Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We are buying, buying, we're constantly buying uh, medical supplies. 
uh, not just uh, yeah, like that was that's just uh, one of the options. If people can't donate or don't want to donate cash, uh, but otherwise, absolutely, we have uh, so many generous donors who donated uh, uh, very large amounts and small amounts. You know, like uh, I think uh, I mean the first million. Uh, I have to tell you, it was about twenty-seven dollar average donation. Uh, we were like stunned. It was just so touching. Like people were doing this every second, every second. Like we were just like, what is going on? Like, I mean, it was, it was touching. It was amazing. And we are so grateful for generosity of all American people and not just American people, but also all over the world. We were receiving donations from all over the world. I know that there are a lot of women and children that are traveling like your niece. Niece, what have you been hearing from people? Uh, it's hard for them, you know, just, um, I'm, I'm going to cry right now, but it's, uh, um, it's just, uh, people love their homes, you know, they love their husbands, they love their fathers. And, um, it's, uh, like, uh, for example, with my niece, uh, how she says, uh, she says, yeah, I call mom because she was crying a lot at the airport. And all she said, she's like, I don't want this anymore. I just want to go back home. You know, she said mm-hmm. specifically back home. And so I was thinking to myself, like, wow, I mean, it must be so hard for her, you know, to even because maybe we all believe um, that we're coming back. And you know what I want to, I also, and Ukrainian people really uh, help us here overseas to realize that guys don't you dare to think otherwise we are coming back there is no plan b so and they are telling us like it's your time to be a hero in uh, any way you can if you can be productive and uh, effective here in boston or in dc or in new york anywhere in the world be you know do something but, uh, like, don't you dare to think that uh, we're going to lose this. And that actually gives so much strength. And, uh, uh, like, stories that you hear, like, some <laughs> on the grounds, uh, how some uh, Ukrainian oil or gas company, I believe, uh, just offered the $1 million for every stolen plane. the people and uh, my mom was like good for them you go and uh, I'm just thinking to myself and that that spirit it makes me it 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 also lifts me up and but but in terms of um, refugees uh, it's devastating as you know every uh, any any refugee um, any any refugee crisis is uh, devastating because people leave behind their homes and uh, you know, many, many people, uh, my friends who left, they lived very nice lives. They were having vacations. They uh, they lived uh, excellent lives. You know, Ukraine has, uh, since the revolution, It uh, when the borders were got open, uh, we started traveling a lot. Uh, if you, like last summer that I spent with my family, I was there for two months. We loved it. Like nice. uh, my husband, he's not Ukrainian. He wanted to live there, you know. He's like, let's have a plan to stay there within five years. So to, to go to to move there and live, uh, let's have a plan to 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 move to to Ukraine. That's how much he loved it, and uh, and that's kind and that's like one of the things uh, that. 
people think like, what is going to happen? Like, we don't want to, like, we don't want to live anywhere else. Like uh, for my sister, she never considered of immigrating, you know, she loved the, she, she loves what she does. She loves where she lives. It's, uh, and, and the, the thought that, uh, are we coming back? It's, uh, it's tough, you know, it's very hard. But you said people are bound to determine that is definitely what we're doing, right? Yes, yes. That's a lot of strength, think, Katya. Like one of the things I also noticed, uh, maybe it would be a good opportunity. I just um, uh, saw on Instagram a person who is trying to get a guest visa to the U.S. And like my, in, in, in the case of my niece, she has a guest visa to the U.S. So we are lucky. Uh, but he actually was with a sign that the U.S. doesn't welcome Ukrainians. So people are being also rejected. Their visas are being rejected right now. I also have, we also have a, a Sunflower of Peace ambassador in Romania on the, on the ground. She's trying to help her uh, brother and the, their family to get visas, to get uh, guest visas to the U.S., and she and her husband are taking full responsibility of them, and the, they are not also receiving any visas. Same with the U.K. As far as I uh, see and hear on the news, that uh, there are thirteen thousand people at the border, and uh, <laughs> there was uh, a line; fifty visas were granted. So that's, I think. Uh, like that's what also is going on, you know, with the crisis and on the ground. So I think that uh, if people can call their representatives, their senators and say that uh, you have to do this a little better, it would, uh, we would be very grateful. That's Sunflowers of Peace founder Katya Malakova, who was able to meet up with her niece in Budapest. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Ashley Armstrong for her production assistance. Like what you hear? Come on back for more and listen up. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Friday. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast and leave a rating or review. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys, CBS News. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.